Hello, I'm... And I'm... Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome to our new podcast. Here with Dinesh Nethu Kumar. Hello, nice to be here. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we don't know <laughs> what the format of this is going to be yet. We're just testing this out and, and seeing where it goes. Just took us five minutes to figure out how to record audio. So it's going <laughs> great already. But the general idea is we're just going to have a topic each time from the news. Or maybe not from the news. Just from our own thoughts. Still and then we'll just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's news to us. Like, we've just <laughs> thought of it. So, Okay, so for today... NBC News, Dead Sea Scrolls Discoveries, our first ancient Bible text to be found in 60 years. A 6,000-year-old skeleton of a partially mummified child and 10,500-year-old basket were also discovered. Wow. So like a new part of the Bible, basically. If anyone doesn't know, that means like a new part of the Bible. And so I wouldn't know. What does that, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's the weird thing is because there's, there's been, like, a lot of new parts of that Bible that have been found, and then it's up to the church to just be like, no, or be like, yes. So the weird thing of it, right, is that, like, we won't know what it says until it's read by, like, the Vatican, and then, like, they'll decide whether or not it's, like, talked about, basically. But the Dead Sea Scrolls is from the Old Testament of the Christian Bible. Okay. Like, from the Dead Sea, like, near Egypt. Wow. It says... Here, it was the first such discovery in 60 years. And that sounds so recent. Yeah. I feel like the Bible was the Bible. Right. <laughs> but it's like not. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bible was written out of order. So that's what's crazy about it is that the first book of the Bible was written at, like after Jesus died. It's like alien. Yeah. It's, exa <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> it's funny because people couldn't, weren't allowed to read the Bible for like a very long time. Yeah, that's like I didn't know that. Yeah, people weren't allowed to read the Bible until it was like um Martin uh, Martin Luther was the one who had like the I think it was called the 35 thesis, which was a letter to the like the Vatican, like the Catholic Church that was like you need to let people read the Bible because they weren't allowed to read it until he posted that because at the time in Europe in order to you know purgatory is mm -hmm. the Catholic idea of in between heaven and hell. And the Vatican was getting money for praying for people you know who died yeah so basically you, they weren't allowed to read the bible and so they didn't know that jesus never like said that <laughs> and so they would just be like oh well i guess if we don't pay money then like my aunt's in hell so they're like i guess i have to pay money <laughs> and then martin luther was like you need to let people read the bible and so then they started reading the bible and that's actually where i don't, I don't want to misquote this but i think that's where like the like Lutheran church comes from like that denomination comes from like after he left people who were like following him. Wow. So this, this has happened before where it's like ac more access to the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to find out if they, if people ever say what those like texts say. Yeah. Cause there is a, like, I, I think I've told you there's a book of the Bible called Enoch. That's not in the Bible. Like you don't buy it because the Catholic church was just like, no, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I was wondering, Let's say suddenly we found like a page and a half from whoever knows how long it is. Mm -hmm. What if you had found a whole new book preserved and everything? I wouldn't know how old it would be. I guess as old as the ones being found now. Mm. As far as religion goes, does having a whole new book increase 
like its validity or would it like decrease it because coming from like a non-religious perspective that, the book is like the bible the quran right other books <laughs> yeah that, i mean that's what's crazy is like the the book of enoch is just a sort of a retelling of another book but the way it's worded they thought maybe the source wasn't accurate to the events that were being transcribed because it's a retelling of the book of genesis okay but they were saying that maybe the person was lying or like they weren't actually there when those events happened i think that what's crazy is that this could either you know sort of confirm events in the bible in the sense of like oh there's another witness and like that would be the mindset yeah or it could just tell an entirely different retelling because there are certain like even when you go like we're in, in college yeah. and like when you take a history class in college they do say that like jesus christ was a person his name probably wasn't jesus christ but <laughs> yeah. he was a human being and there are four books of the bible who all tell the same story of a person named jesus christ mm -hmm. So you can say, oh, well, that happened. But like, it'd be interesting to say if this Dead Sea Scrolls is another telling of another book of the Bible. And let's say there were five more to back those up. You know, now, is there like a set rule to like keep the original ideas of the Bible as the starting point? Like this is what happened? Yeah, I think we're too implanted into our yeah. <laughs> beliefs. Like, I don't think this will be added to the Bible. Yeah. That would be, like, a catastrophic, uh, like, cultural change. Like, think about it, just now, for the first time, the Pope has started saying that the Bible has been misinterpreted. I mean, I think it was 2015, he said that um, the Catholic Church misinterpreted Jesus about certain issues. And so now they're like, oh, well, we stand with, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, the Vatican, I, I think it's was 2015, like, their official stance is it's okay to do certain things that before they had said it's not okay to say. Okay. So, like, I think they had said it's okay to drink now or something like that in, like, 2015. Yeah. Even though, like, originally they were like, oh, if you drink, just straight down. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, well, maybe not. Not yet. <laughs> so, like, there's different views that are always, like, changing and evolving. But I don't think we'll ever get another book of the Bible. Yeah, never an entire new story. Yeah, I just think that, like, also the Bible has, like, an end. And, then, and like... So, I've never read the Bible, so I wouldn't even know that. Like, if the book was, like, uh, say the book, like, doesn't fit, like, the chronological timeline, they would say that it's, like, an incorrect source. Because, like, the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible is, like, in theory, the last moment in, like, time. Okay, so let's go back to Alien now. <laughs> right, for sure. Is there a portion within the Bible that has space for another story? By the way, just for clarity, we're talking about, like, the Ridley Scott film, Alien. <laughs> um, is there space? Yeah, I mean, there's jumps in the Bible that are, like, hundreds of years where they just, like, don't talk about what happened. Okay. So, I mean, like, in... I mean, the first... The space between the first book of the Bible and the second book of the Bible is, like, I mean, they don't know, but it's, like, in theory, like, hundreds of years, if not, like, a thousand years. Wow. That there's just, like, not talking about. So they still hope that these scrolls... Are those pages? Yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine if I were a guessing man that these Dead Sea Scrolls are between one of the first four books of the Old Testament. So, like, the first book of the Old Testament talks about, like, what the Bible says is the first two human beings. And then it talks about their sons. And then there's just, like, hundreds of years that it just, like, doesn't <laughs> talk about. Wow. So, I imagine it's between them. And those stories in the Bible are, like, pretty interesting. There's, like, fictional, not fictional. 
like fictitious movies about them, like the story of Noah and like the flood of the world. Okay, yeah. Um, or there's a story about uh, these people who thought that they God was like in space, and so they were building like a tower that was just like going to space. I see. And then um, in the Bible, that it says that's why there's different languages, is that God like sent down confusion to Earth, and then they spoke different languages. That's like the actual explanation of wow. different dialects. <laughs> In the in the Bible, so like I bet it's they say Dead Sea Scrolls. I bet it's around the time of the Dead Sea, so like beginning of Egypt, like mm -hmm. pharaohs. Okay, that's really interesting. You know, other animals also can understand each other if you go far enough away. Mm -hmm. You know, I read something. It was like whales have very unique, I guess, voices or languages. Yeah. So that there isn't any similarity between one from one place and another. You know, I, I feel like even animals that are the, of the same species, when I see them communicate, I'm like, what? I feel like... There's no way you understood what that other bird said to you. Right. I, something I think about a lot is, like, monkeys. Yeah. When I was a kid, I saw, like, the, the Disney, like, <laughs> Nature, or Earth Day documentary. Okay, yeah. It was about, like, like apes. I like, watched The that. evolution of, like, humans, whatever. And, like, these monkeys, like, one will just walk up and, like, I don't know, like, put its hand in the other's hand or whatever. And the other one will just be like, just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and it's like, what What was that interaction? What did that one perceive that as? Yeah. Well, they, what about Coco? The gorilla that no, knew sign language. She yeah. That's crazy because it's like, you have to think about like how conscious are they that they're like understanding that this is communication. Yeah. I think the big thing people always say is they don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Coco ever signed a question. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting that other things don't ask questions. Things just are. Yeah. That's just, have you seen the uh, New Planet of the Apes movies? I've not. I've seen the first of those new movies. Okay, so like, there's the scene where uh, Caesar, yeah. the main ape, there's a scene where he asks why for the first time. Oh. And James Franco is like, what did you just say? And he's like, why would I do that? Wow. And they're like, "That's this is the beginning of like the end. Like They know... That there's like things to be questioned now. Yeah. And I don't even know what we what we, what we would do if an animal had that like, capability. Yeah. Well, I feel like there are definite... Well, to me, conjugation is very hard. And like English as a language, I feel like is very hard. Yeah. You know, maybe if we didn't teach them sign language and we went straight to like Chinese yeah. or something, they would have a quicker time getting to questions. Mm. You know, like there's an octopus... It was in a aquarium, I guess, in like a zoo kind of thing, wherever wherever those things live. Right, wherever they hang for out. For viewing. For sure. <laughs> and the place couldn't figure out why they're having power outages until one day someone walked by and they saw it squirt water at the at like an outlet or something. And they're like, oh my God, this thing keeps turning the power off because there's a light shining into its aquarium. Yeah. And so they thought it was like on purpose. Yeah, well, they've seen it juggling. And wow. They've seen it just rearranging its its home, I guess, you know? So I feel mm. like there was definitely a why question somewhere in there. Why is this light on me? Why is this so annoying? Mm. You know? No, yeah, that's crazy thing, but I definitely think animals are probably smarter than we than we think. I feel like even like a dog, sometimes <laughs> I like see a dog and I'm like it seems like they're more cognizant of things. Like, I've read articles that are, like, dogs can tell when you're about to get sick and, like, weird stuff like that. Whoa. Or, like, you know how, like, they can hear somebody from, like, 
like a hundred yards away. Yeah. Someone's like walking up to the front door and they've like already heard their footsteps. I just read something. This dog was like jumping on their owner suddenly and they were like, why is this happening? They took the dog to the vet. They find out the person had breast cancer. That's so weird. Yeah. Like what is it in a dog's like senses? Exactly. And you just even, like aware of that. People train dogs for if I were to have a heart attack or I guess an asthma attack, whatever, and I'm laying on the ground mm -hmm. to like run and find someone or even like jump on you. Like dogs naturally will like jump on you to see what's going on. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's crazy that like, I don't know, the, <laughs> the idea, I've, I've had the idea that animals are like maybe they're more intelligent than us. We just like don't realize it. They, their senses are different than us. Well, think about it. Have you ever seen someone like having a heart attack and suddenly the dog starts like biting their shoe? No, they're like on their chest. Yeah. You know, more, I guess their face, but like it's definitely like target specific. They like know that like this person is like dying. Like, yeah, from here, from the chest. Yeah. That's so crazy. I, a lot of times I think about um the, like the, a body of ants and like how subconscious they are. And like they all just start thinking the same thoughts or so it seems. You know, ants wake up and stretch and yawn every morning. No. Are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a fact? That's a fact. Okay. I can't say every ant in the world, but like ants as a species do that that is my favorite thing yeah that's my favorite that's gonna be the visual for this podcast is just a like a gif of an ant just getting up and stretching just, just stretching non-stop <laughs> for sure just on repeat yeah the entire time that is absolutely brilliant you know some ants i guess they don't know why but we all know why if they're just not feeling it anymore they rub themselves with a chemical that attracts their pre predators and they stand on top of grass. And they, they just like kill themselves. Yep. Wow. See, that makes me wonder, like, just about like the like awareness, because like that's a thought. Like that must be a thought of some sense. Like that's not an instinct. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, that's not an instinct. No one like instinctively kills themselves. Exactly. You instinctively like run from death. Like they always say, there's the instinct. Like, yeah. Like, if a car is moving towards you, you like kind of sense it. Exactly. The nature of living things is to want to stay alive. So that's crazy that they just like. Or like, I guess it's time to go. Yeah. You know, do ants have eyes? No, right? Yeah. They're super small. They're in their black. They're completely black. Okay. There was an experiment where scientists put stilts on some ants mm -hmm. and they completely lost their sense of direction. No idea where they were going. They were just, they count steps is what they concluded rather than actually being able to look and decide like oh i've been here i've seen this they count i needed to go 56 steps left and then 32 right and i i did that but i'm not back you know it's crazy it was what I'm, what I'm saying is like humans cannot do that like i like can see and i still don't know where i've been or like where i'm going yeah it's just like jack in the box right yeah i mean like the fact that, the fact that they're just like oh this was 72 steps ago i was in this place doing this thing yeah well, and think about how far you see ants travel from their, like, colonies. Right. They're, like, across, like, a forest. But like, to us might be nothing. But, like, yeah. for them, that's, like, thousands of steps. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I took, you know, 1,329 steps to get here. Southeast. Yeah. And they're just, like, <laughs> aware of that. That's absolutely crazy. You know, animals I don't think are that smart? Parrots. I think giving them the ability to speak made us think they were way too smart. For sure. Like, naming a planet or giving... Pluto its planet status it was just done preemptively and now we can't take it back yeah it's just too late it's too late Pluto's a planet now here's what here's what I'll say about that when I went, I went to Costa Rica in high school uh 
par- like parrots, there's this spider in Costa Rica that's webs are so strong and so big that it actually can eat parrots. Oh my God. And we like saw it and I remember... Oh, I got chills. Yeah, I, I saw it. My, my brother was with me at the time and I like touched the web and it's like a guitar string. That's like how like... Whoa. Like thick it is. And I was like, what does this eat? And our guide was like, oh, it eats like parrots and like large like birds, like jaybirds. And I was like, imagine how like stupid of a parrot you have to be to just <laughs> first off be flying that low. And secondly, be like, wow, I'm like 10 pounds more than this animal. No, probably more than 10 pounds more than this animal. And like three times its size. And like, this is it. Yeah. Like this guy's caught me. Yeah. It's like, that'd be so like upsetting. I agree. I'm surprised at how small their heads and brains are for their like body size sometimes. A parrot? Birds in general, you look at their wingspans and yeah, just their size in general. You know, an owl seems like it have a much bigger brain than it does. Mm-hmm. But they're all tiny. I'd be upset if I was a bird. They put in so much effort to move. Like they're using their wings and their feet. And I'm just like, That's I right. get upset when I have to like get up and like well, go to the room. I'm not sure if it's all birds. But I know at least bats and some birds naturally have their hands or whatever they are in a grasping position. They have to use their energy to let go and relax. So that's why they stay on trees without falling. This, just, that's like anxiety. <laughs> they basically are just like anxious at all times. They're just stuck, stuck grabbing. For sure. That's like literally the most anxious thing I've ever heard. Like the, the, the statement you just said, they're constantly trying to let go. That's like something you would hear in like a motivational video. <laughs> Be like the birds. Just let go. Yeah, just let go of it. And they have to try to let go. They do. For sure. That's good. That type of stuff makes me feel like we're not as like evolved as we need to be. You think that's a better evolution than what we have? Yeah, because like think about it. If you're falling, you have to instinctually think I need to grab onto something here. We live on land though. Yeah, well, I mean, we still fall off buildings all the time. Like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that's like a very like. If I was grabbing all the time, I might not have fallen off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel like are like a bit like we dull our senses through like convenience and stuff like that which like is fine because it's like (laughs) intellectual we use like technology yeah but i just wonder like how like i read this thing it was like smartphones the screens on smartphones is making our eyesight worse because like you're just looking at your phone all the time which is like a bright led light yeah i bet and like we're just making our eyesight like our every generation's eyesight is gonna be worse and worse and worse well and we wear headphones from the age of like seven yeah it is you know and like I don't know, for me, I just consistently listen to music louder and louder and louder. Yeah. So now I'm at the point where, like, it's just as loud as it goes. Like, in the car, like, in my earbuds, it's just, like, as loud as it goes. That's how loud my my music goes. I know of adults who are very deaf because they used to work in, like, sewing machine factories. And I guess any factories. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was louder. Which I'm assuming it is. Or if that just means when we hit 35, we'll be like, oh my God, it's happening so much earlier Yeah. than like grandma. I mean, factory's pretty loud. Like I, I work in a factory right now. Okay. Like, it's pretty loud. I don't think it's as loud as, as loud as you can make your music, but it's probably as loud as people do make their music. Normal people make their music. I've never been in a factory, I guess. It can be pretty loud. I mean, like we won't name companies for obvious reasons. But yeah. like, well, like it can be pretty loud when there's like conveyor belts and like droning, equipment's moving around. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, the loudest thing is just the ventilation because, like, all the machines are... That makes sense. ...can just, like, some fire. Yeah. So, I have, like, these massive, vent- like, vents in the ceiling and they're just constantly going. Wow. And they're just huge. And it's just, like, the droning noise just keeps going. That sounds awful. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. But a lot of people in, in factories can't do anything about it because you can't wear earbuds, obviously, because there's like safety hazards. Yeah, there's like all the stuff around like kill you. But that yeah, that makes sense. My my dad is almost deaf. And it's funny because like he has to listen to music super loud. Mm-hmm. And it's like the opposite thing where if he does listen to music loud, it's too loud. Even though like in the first place he couldn't hear it very well. Because it's just the pitch of the actual oh, like okay. instruments yeah. or like the noise in like a film. So like, he always watches things with like subtitles and stuff because yeah. even though at first it's low, when it is loud, the pitch of it bothers mm-hmm. like his ears. I just don't want to be like, I just won't listen at all yeah. if I become like that. Like that's just not. I was wondering, I'm sure there is an answer, but I wonder if as your eyesight goes, your perception of color leaves as well. You become more colorblind. Do you? Oh, but that's your question. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm asking if you see. <laughs> I feel like most older people I know are like colorblind, even though they like swear that they're not. Like we were just talking about yeah. the other day, where like parents mentioned like outfits and like the way they look. I feel like I match a lot, and then like when I see like an adult, they're like, wh- "Like, why are you wearing those clothes?" Yeah. I'm like, these match exactly. And they're like, no, they do not. I was out at the mall and I saw this couple. I just, I didn't want to think it, but I just thought to myself, if I ever go out dressed like that, I have to never go out again. <laughs> were they older or younger? The thing is, they were probably only in their mid-30s. For sure. And I cannot believe they were so out of touch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, you're dressing like it's old. You're dressing like, you were just dressing bad. Right. It's like when you were like yellow and red. Yeah, but it's not like I'm lazy. It's like I couldn't see is what I'm, I thought it was. Right. No, yeah, I, so. I get that. That's I feel like it's kind of weird. Have you ever been in like an, an older person's clothing store? Yes. Like if you go to like a, a – what's a good example? Like um, I, I'm from the Midwest, so we have like Sears mm-hmm. or like a okay, yeah. Kohl's. Mm-hmm. It's just like bad clothes. Like It's yeah. just like not good clothes. I wonder though. It's not like a boycott, but I won't dress with what's available in stores like that when I'm older. Yeah. You know, do you think stores will change and I'll be like, oh my God, skinny jeans. This is for me when I'm like 60. Yeah, I think that's how fashion fades. It's just like in like five years, an entire style goes away. I mean, think about like in the 60s, people wore like sundresses and like tight, like like they were like almost dress up clothes casually. But think like Betty Crocker, like old school. Yeah. You know, those clothes have, they're still there. You know, grandmas still wear stuff like that. And I feel like grandmas <laughs> want to be like grandmas and yeah. wear stuff like that, you know? Yeah, maybe. That, I, I don't know. I feel like even so people, say people I know who are like 25, 26, mm-hmm. I feel like our generation just like hasn't evolved with that. Like we just keep wearing the same stuff, even if we That's like true. shouldn't. That's true. We're not like aging well. We're just like aging. Yeah. Like I know people are like 26, 27 and they still wear like clothes from like H&M. Yeah. That's just like the way they're, they're dressing. Exactly. I think that's like an American thing, though, because in Europe, they just wear the same stuff no matter like what your age is. I was just going to mention that because my family has no, I, I can't even tell you what they dress because it's just like so out of touch. Is it a shirt? Is it a, is it a blouse? Is it right. a dress? I don't know. Right. And that's like a Malaysia culture, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like it's also the culture to try to be more modern, mm-hmm. but it's done really wrong. Yeah, you know, collared shirts and pants are not the future. 
Yeah. You know, but they might be. <laughs> they they very well might oh, be. Oh god. I actually think that we'll eventually just dress like a uh, in European style cuz like I think there are a lot of famous people who have started dress dress that way and mm-hmm. it's like influenced like we're on a college campus and I feel like I see a lot of people who just wear like the high waist jeans That's and then so just true. like a colored shirt. Like yeah. not it has nothing on it. It's just like a colored shirt. Yeah. Which is very European. A lot of like soccer stars wear that. Sweatpants. Yeah. That's going to be our our generation's thing when we're older. Mm. Sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants and like just like lazy just lazy outfits. Lazy. Yeah. Just absolutely lazy clothes. Slides. You think about the think about like you know, like people used to use the term like yoga pants in like the 2010 to like mm-hmm. 2020 that like wasn't a thing before that like it was but it like wasn't it was only a thing on like vhs yeah like you know? that you like were going to yoga exactly if you were wearing those and now you're just like going to like starbucks yeah like that's what i'm wearing which is crazy but that's like the like that is like a staple of like what you wear now yeah actually workout clothes in general i feel like well being where we are it's very fitness central i feel like yeah you know everyone probably is going to yoga or the gym after this <laughs> that's true I just feel, so just when, like I, a... when i see an older person working out right it's like the basketball shorts mm-hmm. and like the t-shirt that's like class of 84 and they're like right <laughs> glad that still fits yeah <laughs> whereas like for us it's like i feel like we also try and look so so fashionable like i see workout clothes and they definitely cost like 90 dollars for just the shirt yeah, because it's like a Nike brand shirt, and then it's like a Nike brand like leggings or whatever. Yeah. And then you have like your running shoes, which were like $50. And that's the thing. If I want to look how I want to look when I work out, I can't afford it. So I can either spend the money on that and not eat well for a while, or I can just work out by myself away from public eyes. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> that's also a thing, because I don't want to be that class of 85 guy. Right. Right. No, nobody wants me to class 85 guy. No, yeah, I get that. I I definitely have gone to the gym in some like weird outfits. I've definitely gotten like looks that are like, why are you wearing what you're wearing right now? And I'm just like, I apologize. I did not do my laundry and I can't afford to have more than three pairs of like Nike shorts. Exactly. So yeah. I've actually definitely been in the gym like more than 10 times in, in like swimming like trunks, like swimming shorts. <laughs> just, just like doing the workout. Anything for the grind. Anything for the grind. Yeah. By the way, for anyone wondering, don't wear some trunks to the gym because they're made to be super, like, skin tight, right? So, like, you can't move your legs. What? Skin tight? Yeah. Well, like, movement, like running, uh-huh. you don't try and run in swim trunks. They're so airy, though. Are we not thinking of the same trunks? No. Trunks? Like, um... Like, rash guard style? Yeah. Like, they ha- like they have, like, the padding in them. Not, not padding. Oh, got it. Yeah. Like, the mesh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, like, not made for physical activity besides swimming, which you're in water. So it like eases the fabric. So like I've definitely been running and just being like, this is not good. This is not the move. Yeah. You know, I wonder, do you think more people now can run a mile, period, without stopping? Okay. Yeah. Than people could 40 years ago? Yes. It's weird because like it, we, we live in America, so like we look at the statistics, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it says, like, the obesity is super high and stuff. That always surprised me because, like, most people I know who are not in sports could definitely run a mile in, yeah. let's say, even, like, under, like, 10 minutes, which is not fast, right? But, like, yeah. they could definitely run a mile in under 10 minutes. But, like, we are told, like, America is, like, a super unhealthy, like, country in terms of, like, diet and stuff. 
But I definitely think so. Yeah, I feel like that's hard to say because there's a higher rate of obesity, but there's also a lot more popularity and athleticism. Yeah, I feel like it's almost enforced now. Like at my at my high school, you had to go to PE. Yeah, and I think all the way until you were a senior, and then you weren't like forced to be in a sport. But if you like told someone you weren't in a sport, they were just like, "Oh, for sure, I'm not gonna be in a class with you." Like it was like that yeah. was like a serious statement. I remember in middle school once there was, I guess it was a mile day, and it was a test for PE, and I didn't know, so I walked because some people were walking too. I didn't know they were like going to drop out of school the next week and I wasn't right so I walked and then got an F and for the rest of the year to make it up I had to run laps instead of doing whatever they did so I probably ran like well over 20 miles to get an A every day every day I would just go in and run yeah I feel like that wasn't like enforced like until like recently like that type of like education yeah it's like very serious now and I maybe it is because like of the statistics but also if you look at like jobs, I feel like we don't really, if you just look at life, we don't really do anything that causes us to have to move. Yeah. You know, now, especially we're just on our computers or we have electric boards, cars, Ubers, whatever. I wonder if the previous generation, just because they had to walk around so much to get places. Yeah. Could hit that mile. Well, I think that's the reason why it's so low in the countries is because they don't drive. They walk or they bike to work or whatever. Yeah. I wonder what the rate of people who bike in america is i feel like it's very low yeah and like we even like if you're just walking to public transportation that doesn't happen now like so many people have a car yeah in america that you just like get in the car and drive mm-hmm. well i know there are bus stops nearby and places i want to go that the bus will take me but i don't want to walk outside of my building to walk to the bus stop and sit down for sure so <laughs> so i'm definitely guilty of that yeah, I mean, that happens to everyone, right? There's only days where you just like, I just cannot move out of, out of this one room. Yeah. That's just that's just the thing about it. I think that a huge part of that has just been like this last year, though. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely just enforced a lot of like... But also, it's because I can feed myself without having to leave this one room. Yeah. You know, if I want food, I can have it sent here or I can go to the grocery store once and then be set for a week or a month. Yeah. You know, I feel like back then... Like, the fridges weren't that good. You know, milk would go bad or whatever old-timing problems there were. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted water back then, you just, like, went and got water from, like, wherever the water yeah, you was. you got water. Yeah. I have water. I think that, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, right now, everyone, I think, could run a mile faster or more so than people, you know, say, 40 years ago. But if you go back to, like, what we were saying, like, Bible, like, say, when the Bible, like, supposedly happened or whatever, okay. say, like, you know, the time of Egypt. Those people were definitely like 10 times more fit than anyone alive now. <laughs> Why do you say that? I mean, if you want to water then, you just walk the desert. You're right. They're like, where's, they're like oh, I want water. I don't know where it is. But Go the find thing it. is, they had a purpose when they were active. I don't know how, how much energy they could regularly exert because of things like that. Like diet, you're saying? Yeah, but like dying, you know? Like, <laughs> okay, I want water, sure. so I'll walk to get water. But I'm not playing basketball because if I sweat, I'll need more water. Yeah, I think that they'd be less inclined to just run a mile for like television if they like knew what yeah. the world was now. But I think that like if somebody now was in a fight with somebody from like back <laughs> then, like it would not even be close, right? Because like That's right really now, like as you said, like all the time I could just like drive to a restaurant, right? Yeah. And some like I was DoorDash. Back then, 
they were like, I guess we're just going to build this fucking pyramid for our whole life until we die. Yeah. Like every morning. So we talked about this earlier, but TV's portrayal of ourselves. Yeah. If you were to take a look at TV shows, movies, any platform with like visual media and see fights between people, how much do you think that influences how fights are these days? You know, like you watch a fight and they're they're backing up from each other. They're kind yeah. of boxing. Yeah. As in that they're not just like wrestling. Mm. And people see that. So when they when it comes to them yeah. potentially getting in a fight, do you think that changes it? Because I, I was thinking if a guy from back then <laughs> <laughs> was in a fight from someone now. He would just charge. Yeah. He would just... Like slaughter. You, you just got a rock. <laughs> um, I think when you're in actual fights, it's different, right? Because you're like afraid of the other person because you're actually fighting. So I feel like you're more reserved. Or maybe you're not reserved because you think you're going to win. So like, yeah, I definitely think that it's not. I think on TV, it's way more stylized. Also, I think the difference is like in a movie, if someone gets punched, they get right back up. Whereas That's if you true. get punched, you could like lose vision in real life. <laughs> That's true. You would just also. be like, oh God. Like, There's this Kevin Hart skit where he talks about fighting for the first time at, in the sense of boxing. Mm-hmm. And he had only done like seen TV or been to fights, whatever. And uh, he had done a bunch of like Taekwondo during quarantine. And okay. so he was like, oh, I'll be fine. And he got in the ring and they put like the helmet, you know, they have like the the helmet the, that's made with of, like the ear mat. pads on it. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like the boxing gloves. And the guy who's fighting didn't put boxing gloves on or the helmet. And he was like, "Oh, for sure, like he must just be confident whatever." And he like goes to Kevin Hart goes to punch the guy, and the guy punches him and Kevin Hart immediately loses vision and just goes unconscious like first hit. Oh my gosh. And he's like, "That's cuz I didn't know what a fight was like." Yeah. And I feel like that would be like we don't we don't ever know what a fight's going to be like. Yeah. Which is why it just goes like super poorly. Well, let's look at the most famous fighters in history. How much do you think Muhammad Ali shaped how we fight now? Not in the ring, but just people who watched him, people who admired him or other fighters. You know, did it did it create a style in how regular fights are? I think the the like confident aggression I feel like okay. I feel like people legitimately get more and more aggressive as time goes on, like in society. Like I feel like most people, if you ask them if they'd win a fight against, like, say whoever, just like someone they know, yeah, a lot of people would just instinctively be, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be in a fight. Do you think that's their aggression or or like an ego or a lack of like really understanding? No, yeah, themselves. I think it's like they think a fight is like Muhammad Ali. Okay. They think it. that is how fights work. Yeah. And so they're like... That you can just be the main character. Yeah. <laughs> that you're just going to like dodge 48 times against some guy. Yeah. And it'll just be fine. And then like immediately you just get punched in the face and you're like, oh no. Yeah. So I think we're... I do think there is obviously the ego part of it where people are just like instinctually like, oh, I'm going to win this fight or whatever. No matter what the situation is. Yeah. Do you think... If you took a person now and sent them back in time, let's say they're already 18 years old, we'll do a simple age, sent them back 100 years ago Mm. in a place where things like race wouldn't affect them. You know, we're just putting them back in a lifestyle that would suit them. Mm. 
and you took someone from that that time and brought them back now, do you think in 10 years you wouldn't know that that person was from that time? I was actually thinking about this the other day. So I was rewatching Interstellar the other day. And there's like Did you the, remind me of a lot of Interstellar? So Matthew McConaughey is a farmer and the world has run out of uh, crops because there's a dust bowl, like wind, that has killed all crops in the world. Okay. So there's no food left. And so he is asked to go into space. There's a black hole that has appeared at the end of the galaxy. And they think that it will lead to another planet. And in the end of the movie, spoilers, came out like seven years ago. Um, he gets back to Earth and he has he's been able to communicate with them in the sense of like he has communicated to Earth how to save themselves. Mm-hmm. So they've left Earth and he gets back. But because of like the theory of relativity, it's been like like 80 years, like his time. So it's been like a very long time. And so he gets back and his daughter, who was like seven when he left, is like a hundred years old and like about to die. And there's like a moment that I have never thought about this way, but I I really do think your brain actually wouldn't comprehend it. Like I think if somebody from like thousands of years ago, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden was instantly here, they would just become insane. Their brain would not comprehend that's like what has just happened. Yeah, I, you know, a hundred years probably wasn't the best example when I'd said it. <laughs> I forget how long we've been hanging around. Right. You know, so I picked like okay, grandparents and like a little older. Right. Wait, I think even more so if it was somebody though from a hundred years. Think about like nineteen twenties. Nineteen twenties is before World War Two, so like everyone in America is Catholic. Oh. So like, if you're like time traveling. It's like, how did this happen? Like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's like deep-rooted, like, American ideologies. So if you're just all of a sudden in, like, the world right now, where there's more, like, liberty and more, like, freedom of thought, mm-hmm. they would, I feel like just the shock alone, you would just get nauseous and, like, probably just, like, die. Yeah, actually. There's a, there's a, <laughs> the scene, I can't even remember which one, it's one of the Cat America movies where he wakes up. And he's been asleep since like World War II. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up in like 2014. And he's just like, what is going on? And he's like ill. He yeah. like falls over when he like steps outside. You know, there's a real thing where people get sick when they go to see the Eiffel Tower. Because you have some expectations. Mm-hmm. And seeing them so poorly fulfilled mm-hmm. makes you physically sick. And that says something. That's crazy to think about because that's just a, a thing you go to. That you can see pictures of that exists in real time. And then you see it and you're like, this is not the thing. That makes me wonder if like experiences in life can disappoint you so much that they like make you sick. Whoa. That, that's a really like, that's a, that's a troubling thought. But what kind of sick? Well, I guess I don't know what kind of sick they were. Yeah, I mean, I just mean like, I guess some people, you know, they get so sad that they mm-hmm. get like sick like yeah literally sick i wonder if that's like a thing that happens some people become like very ill when like uh like someone they know like passes mm-hmm. or whatever i wonder if that ha- i wonder if that's what it is i wonder if you could cure nausea with happiness probably not maybe <laughs> nausea the thing is that you're like so um unaware mm-hmm. but i feel like it could maybe still work i so my roommate was telling me that there is this album that is like the depiction of dementia. It's like as the album goes further and further along, it gets more and more um, obtuse and like vague. And eventually it's just like sounds. Have you listened through it? 
Yeah, I've listened to most of it. It's eight hours long. I've listened through it. Oh, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he was talking about that, and he said that there's actually stories of people who, like, in the 1980s had dementia, but they would play a song from, like, before World War II that they heard, like, 50 years ago, and all of a sudden they would remember, like, most of their life. Just wow. from hearing that one song, it, like, triggered memories. So that's, like, crazy. I think one song is connected to so much, like, thought. Yeah. That you're just like, oh, I remember, like, who my wife was. Because you hear, like, some song. Exactly. And you hear of, like, memory champions. You know there's, like, talent shows or mm-hmm. whatever on TV? The people with the greatest memories, they'll go through and they'll look at every, singles per- every single person in the audience. Mm-hmm. And they'll just ask for their name. Then yeah. at the end of the show, everyone will walk by and they'll tell them each their name. And they're always, everyone's correct. And I'm like, I can't even do that with like my roommates. Right. You know, but it's because they've linked everything together. They see, oh, this nose looks like with this skin color, with this hair, with this, and this all means Brian. <laughs> right. And this all means Brian. Man, yeah, I wish, I think I told you the story. I wish I had a memory like that. I... When I, when I was in high school, I saw someone at a restaurant one time, mm-hmm. and they were, they were like working, they were at the cash register, and I was talking to somebody in line about an assignment in, in a class, my senior, like, for a senior class, and they, like, said to me, they were like, oh, for so-and-so's class, and I said, oh, do you go to, like, the high school I go to, and they're like, we have been in a class together for every semester since freshman year, and I was like, I'm dropping out, Ouch. now we don't. Yeah. So it'd be crazy to be able to like have that like memory. You'd communicate with everything. I've always thought the opposite. I would hate to have a great memory because you remember this experience, right? Yeah. How many more similar ones do you think you've forgotten and gotten over? That's true. Right. I like say something to someone and then they just know that I've forgotten them and they don't say anything. Exactly. I would hate to have these ideas to think about for more. That's true. I wish my memory was worse than it is now. <laughs> do you think your memory is correct though because like there's videos that explain how like just by thinking about a memory you falsify parts of it no i definitely know that my memory is what i want what i try to think of rather than what i remember okay you know if i try to remember let's say us walking to your car i literally don't picture it in the first person when i remember right You know, I'm in the third person. I see both of us wearing what we're wearing. Interesting. Like, if you were to play, I guess, any third-person video game, yeah, I, I don't know any. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a, that's, that's like a dream, right? Because a lot of times in a dream, you see yourself in the dream. Do you? I, almost all I, my dreams are in the third person. It's just because, like, your, I feel like your brain a lot of times doesn't understand, like, how to replicate vision yeah and i think that's memory in general because like when what you just described i never even thought of that but yeah i never think in the first person ever (laughs) i think of the moment as like a spectator yeah as like something i am witnessing also because it's in the past now yeah i am witnessing it yeah so i guess that is true i do think that when we think of memories though it's so easy to forget um details of it like you ever have it where Somebody says like, oh, do you remember this? And you're like, oh, yeah, that was right before we did this. And they're like, that was not in the same year. And you're like, oh, for sure. Yeah. At the same time, though, there are times that people will say, oh, do you remember this? And I'll be like, no. 
they'll give one little detail. He was wearing a red shirt, and I was like, oh, and a yellow baseball cap, and it was this day and this month, and we had this right. for lunch, and I went and saw this movie. I always wonder what triggers that, where you can like not remember a significant event, yeah. and then somebody will say like the like most peculiar thing, and you'll just be like, oh, at 10.13 on January 18th. I really think it's the state of mind you're in at the moment right. changes, and you can remember that feeling. Mm more than the event because i feel like a lot of memories are more vibes than actual ideas that i just kind of have to know as a human yeah things also happened when i felt this no i get that i think that's um i think that applies to a lot of things i think that's how we experience life in general um i think that's how i would say the entire experience of uh any uh art or activity we participate in Mm -hmm. which we don't think about but it's a feeling you know when I was really little, this is actually funny now, I was doing a worksheet for math. It must have been addition, where it's like two numbers on top, plus one number, and they have the line. You know, mm-hmm. it's like top-bottom addition. And I remember looking at the pages, and I didn't understand that what I was doing was thinking. And so it would say 12 plus 7 with a line, and underneath the line I would see 19, but like barely. Right. And I was like, oh my God, it's on the other side of the page. I got all the answers. And then I would look over and it wasn't there. Right. And I was like, I'm just going to cheat. I'm just going to do it. But I didn't realize that I was just visualizing the numbers 19 mm. and putting them on the on the whole page as I would do it. And I just thought I had the cheat sheet. Yeah, no, I, I actually get that. When when I was really young, I, I forgot what my name was. And this that sounds ridiculous, but my mother was super serious about uh, cursive, learning cursive. Mm-hmm. And so I'd write, I'd have to write my name in cursive like a hundred times a day. Like that's how serious it was. Wow. And so one time I went to write my name in like print and I was like, what the fuck is my name? I don't even know. I just started writing in cursive. Wow. And I like read the cursive back to myself. Yeah. Oh, right. That makes sense. That's so crazy. It's just like, it's like habitual. Your mind, like your mind is so focused on the minute that it forgets like the most simplistic of ideas. Yeah. There's this, I don't remember what the experiment is called. But let's say you have two glasses, a very wide glass, but it's short, Mm -hmm. and a very tall, narrow glass. If you ask a child, we'll call them like a three or four-year-old, you have the glass that's wide and the glass that's narrow, and you fill the water to the same line, Mm -hmm. they'll say that there's the same amount. And then if you were to have one glass full, pour half into the other, they'll say like, oh, this one has more. Because they don't understand that just because it doesn't look the same, it isn't, like, it's actually the same value. Interesting. I feel like that's easily deceivable. Yeah. We, we were talking just the other day about the, the Bonach-Tarski paradox, which is, like, where something is taken away from something, but your mind chooses not to accept that fact. Like, the, the diagram of the chocolate bar, right? The Hershey's chocolate bar. Yeah. Where one square is taken. But it's cut at such an angle that you just don't get it. Yeah. Because it still looks like a square to you. So you're like, oh, it must be equal. The exact measurement that it yeah. was before. You know, there was a really popular illusion way back. I must have been in elementary school where it's this blotchy silhouette and you're supposed to stare at it for a while. And when you look up or you close your eyes, you would see like Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think so. It's so like, it's one of those ones where you look at something and then like for some reason, the like, the like fissure of that makes it look like something else is somewhere else, right? Yeah, so you might stare at it and it doesn't look like Jesus really, but when you close your eyes, suddenly you can see 
I guess because of like the absence. It's the, the absence, absence of light, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I've always been curious about that. Yeah. Because, not really for what I'm seeing, but the fact that I feel like there's an image on my eyelids when I close my eyes. Right. You know, if I try to close my eyes and think, what color do I see? It's not black. Yeah. And I've never been able to like figure out what it is. Well, yeah, and what's crazy is that your mind is registering a thought there that you are not conscious of. Because you don't see the image of, of him, right? And then you close your eyes and you do see the image of him. Yeah. But you've never thought about it. What do you mean? So you've seen the image of him, right? But you haven't. Yeah. You've not registered it. Mm -hmm. And then it's only when you are not present in that seeing it that you register it. Yeah. Almost like an original thought, but it's not. Because wow. it's still Can't fabricated it. in the sense. That's That's nuts to think about. Yeah. Because that doesn't exist, right? There's no, like, original thought. So, like Inception, do you think it would be possible to, like, completely put a thought into someone and then let them just, like, start living again? With that thought changing the course of, like, who they are. Let's say you had, like, a Neuralink right. type of deal. I don't understand it, so because of that, I can use it. For sure. <laughs> Let's say you just have a... A person with all their memories as like save files. Yeah. What if you just added one more of some random random event? All of a sudden you're catching the football on the Super Bowl and you win. And that's just your memory now. Yeah. I think that <laughs> I think that the mind is like there's one side of it that's so powerful and there's one side that is so easily deceived mm -hmm. that I think that would be so e that could so easily happen. There are times where I've questioned whether or not something did happen just because a relative has been like, oh, this happened when you were younger. And I like know it didn't happen. But then there's like the moment when I get back in the car, like, did that happen? Just because they said it. Yeah. A great example of that is in the second Blade Runner movie. He has fake memories, right? Because he's not a real person or whatever. I hadn't seen it yet. Never mind. Nobody, nobody look up the movie. We're not talking about it. <laughs> We're not talking about it. But when you watch it, you understand what I'm saying because there's a moment that kind of explains the question and it kind of has the same answer. Of like, yeah. Like, do you know those things happened? Wow. They're in the past now, so you can't witness them right now. Yeah, I guess if you did look back at the memory, you just go back to third person and think it was probably a dream. Yeah, what's crazy is that like a picture only means something because you think it does. Yeah. Like it's only in your perspective that wow. it does. Because to someone else, it means absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. Which is what's so crazy. Like you, so you could show somebody a fake picture of you and somebody and they'd be like, you could say anything about the other person. Like, oh, we're married. And they'd just be like, I guess that's reality. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> this is at like a gigabyte. Should we, we wrap it up? Yeah. For sure. Should we re we'll refilm the intro? Yeah, we'll refilm I'll add all this out. All right, well, we're going to be done for today. But... We'll be back some other time. I don't know when. With a new idea. Yeah. Might not even be the same podcast. Probably different people. But there will be a new episode in this. And we'll be here. Yeah. Just maybe not talking.